Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I am Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest, Ms. Alessandra Bonjardina. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> and today we are talking about Blinky Bill, the movie released in 2015, directed by Dean Taylor. It's an adaptation of a famous Australian children's book series about a koala named Blinky Bill who goes searching for his missing father. And I personally, I'm like not super into animated movies. And I was thinking during this movie that maybe the only reason why I always, because I always say today's animated movies are bad. Little Mermaid is the only good one. And I'm always thinking that's probably just because I grew up with the Little Mermaid. Like I have that nostalgia attached to it. But I was wondering where Blinky Bill would rank on my internal list of animated movies that I had seen when I was a kid. And it's still kind of at like the Tarzan 2, Tarzan and Jane level. Like that movie that's just a series of vignettes of their married life. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm somewhat of an animation expert as far as Disney's concerned. (laughs) And, um, this actually, that is comparable because that movie, Tarzan and Jane, I, as I recall, is actually supposed to be kind of like a backdoor pilot for the TV show that followed um, on Disney, on the Toon Disney channel or whatever. And this movie actually became a, an Australian kids TV show as well. Oh, really? Oh, after this movie after. came out. And Jimmy Neutron did that too with that movie they had. I remember being so excited when they announced the Jimmy Neutron TV show because I loved that movie oh, so much. I, I was like, I saw the show first. I was like, and now I get to watch it every week. I had the biggest crush <laughs> on Jimmy. Ne- he was legit my first on crush. Jimmy Neutron. Like my family makes fun of me for it to this day. That's so yeah. Wait, Jake, what was your first like animated crush? crush? Oh, um, yeah. well, speaking of Jimmy Neutron, I didn't have a crush on him, but I had a, I, I had like a very interesting awakening regarding him and cindy's relationship like there's that episode where they're like on stuck on an island together and there's so much like sexual tension (laughs) between them and like i remember being like 10 and being like what's like this makes me feel weird like i really really like this it's the same way i felt when like ron weasley was kissing lavender brown in the book in the harry potter book because i was like hmm Okay, like, I don't want my mom to hear that, so we can cut that out, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Just kidding, Alessandra. she will, she will. Okay. Who was your first crush? I feel like probably Shang from Mulan, probably. Mm, or, or I feel like Mulan is a good example of, like, both of my sexual awakenings, because it was definitely Shang from Mulan, but then as I got older, I was so obviously also Mulan that I was like, mm. it has everything. Oh. And soon you'll have another awakening with Mushu. <laughs> Mushu's next. It's just At the tender sad. age of 24, Alessandra realized she wanted to fuck a lizard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that relates to this movie. Oh, I was going to say, what a good segue <laughs> into that weird Republican lizard in Blinky Bill. <laughs> oh my God. Can I just also say that... Okay, so Sam, you do... Are you saying that you think this movie is, like, good? 
No, I because Tarzan and Jane is a masterpiece. I'm just kidding. Tarzan and Jane was bad. Um, and well, this, the Disney direct to videos were really bad. So yeah, this this felt like a Disney direct to video in the sense that like it had like nice moments. Like I I liked the moment where um Blinky Bill meets his like fellow koala, like a zoo koala, oh, yes. on the back of a truck. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was cute. Why uh, did the zoo koala wear clothes? Or why did the wild full, koala... She had jeggings on. She did, and but the wild koalas also wore... I have a lot of questions and thoughts about yeah. clothes. Blinky Bill. But we can get to that later. I feel like he had like a broken set of overalls that Horrible. he <laughs> found on like the side of the road. Except he doesn't know what a road is because he like freaks out the first time he sees one. Right. I mean, the world building was actually good. We did, it was really it good. Yeah, like they figured the, out they like we have wild koalas and animals. We have zoo ones. We have a desert that's big. You know, the only weird thing is that everybody had at least some article of clothing. Yeah. So I, so so I was like, if they haven't seen a road, then where are they finding never seen litter? These true burgers. That's true. Um, maybe, maybe they take the clothes from the bodies of like people eaten by dingoes. Mm. I'm thinking in terms of like Australian wildlife. There were no dingoes in this movie, though. No dingoes at all. You would think that the villain would be a dingo rather than the villain was a literal cat. Yeah, and I'm just and it, was like, it was a house cat, right? Like, I want to be clear. I was the size ratio was so mm-hmm. confusing to me. I was like, "Is this a wild?" I was like, "I thought this is supposed to be a." Because he says something oh, about being purebred, yeah. and he had an English accent, and so I thought he was like a a regular house cat, but he was so big. He was like well, and- if Scar from The Lion King was a house yeah. cat because there are yes. so many like things that happen to him that also happen to Scar. There's yes. like a moment there's the where there's the canyon. There's the moment in the beginning where he's like playing with his food and he's like, my mom always told me not to play with my food, right. which is something that Mufasa says to Scar, beginning of Lion mm-hmm. King. And then oh. I thought that he got eaten by alligators at the end. He gets like thrown off a cliff, much like Scar yeah. gets thrown off a cliff. Yes. But then he like lives. Like no animal died in this movie at all. Which is well, do you a think he died this no, American? He died at the end. Oh, okay. Well, right? pe- well, animals die early on into movies is a hallmark of American animal movies. Sure, I have a couple things Let's to say it based on what you just said. <laughs> that so the cat, uh, the evil cat, never. What was his name? I don't even care. I don't uh, even know. He okay. Diet Scar, we'll call him. Yeah. He Scarlight. He didn't wear clothes. I had just realizing. Oh. Another I thing really I have care. to say, I have two more. He things was to say. smoking a jewel, though. He was. No, I just made that up. You <laughs> <laughs> really got me for like a second. I was um, like, this come out in two thousand five. Twenty fifteen. So he could have been smoking those amazing mm-hmm. fruity vape pens that we all yes. smoked in college. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. We didn't smoke those, Pam. We really didn't. It was only uh, Gina. I only had a hookah pen. I was. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh. Those little hookah pens. Those. Um, I thought those were so cool. You did. I remember. I bought you like three when you (laughs) were. When I visited New York. Banned from the dorms. Really. Because they came. 
Because they had only just started existing, so there wasn't a rule against them in mm. the like student handbook until <laughs> Ava told our RA that she saw Gina vaping in the lounge. And the RA told Gina to stop, and Gina was like, there's not a rule against it. So then they wrote a rule. Well, Gina and emailed would, like, it to the entire student body. Gina would like take selfies with your RA, like with a cigarette behind your ear in the picture. Yeah. In the RA office <laughs> and post them. New York City, baby. Oh, yeah. So, like, you guys actually, um, you guys, uh, for our audience, you guys met in that dorm, but you, yes. Alessandra, were my uh, high school BFF and current, and Sam is my college. BFF and current and so but you only met one time six years ago and I would Which like you to tell bananas. I know but I talk to you both every day so it's kind of funny anyways <laughs> um and this you're also our first out-of-state zoom guest Really? The one perk of the coronavirus? Exactly, that we finally can, (laughs) which we could have been doing this all along. Yeah, I feel like we have to have had, (laughs) no, we had um, uh, McKenna on for Lucky Then. Mm. She's in California. Oh, okay, that's right. But I believe that you are- I'm taking your award away. I believe you might be the oldest friend who has been on the podcast, given how long you've known Jake. Jake, after when I was a freshman in college or a freshman in high school, Jake was supposed to be my mentor, and oh my he God. he came, but he came up to me like at the end of the school year and was like, "I was supposed to be your mentor." Hi, and he left me. But he left me in the dust all of my <laughs> freshman year as well, a little. You did well. You survived. Remember. But you remain stage. Jake is my oldest friend, actually, in wow. all of my friends, I think. Yeah, you're like the one that I still talk to. Probably. Yes. One, like, one of I them, like, at least other than my regularly. I, I like your family. Ma Jode loves you. Ma She's Jode. really excited to listen to this. Oh my God. Yeah, my mom and Pam will too. Um, Pam listens to each episode. Hi Pam. Pam. My dad listened to half of one episode and then I referenced sex and he turned it off. I was when I was I told Jake this today. I was preparing for this and I was listening to your guys's on the Little Miss Sunshine and it got towards the end because I was I was thinking about it and I was like, I wonder if it's okay if I curse. And then I figured it was probably okay. And then I got to the end of the Little Miss Sunshine one. And there was a lot of talk of like vaginas being out, and so then I figured that like all bets were off in terms of content, which was oh, because Melina was reassuring. probably talking about her vagina. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. she was. Crossover. Wow, this is I have like no a, memory of that. I it was Brandon and Melina. No, like I remember of course, the of episode. We talked about vaginas. <laughs> I don't was, remember the specific conversation. I was like, was Tony Collette's vagina out in that movie? <laughs> yes. So. At the end of Little Miss Sunshine, she goes up on the stage and she takes her clothes off. She, that's it. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so well, let's talk about this movie. Um, so first thing I notice is that Tony gets the uh, and, and credit. credit. I wrote that down. And let's just and say she, that she is the best part. Spoiler alert, she saves them at the end. 
And even though she shows up about 20 minutes before the end of the movie, which is a trend in recent episodes that I've been very uncomfortable with, but luckily yeah. next week is Krampus. So. Oh yeah. Uh, she plays she, Krampus. She plays two twin emus and one of them is crazy. And the other one is also oh, crazy. Okay. Literally French, iconic. The, Beryl the Australian. And she really leans into, I don't even know what the Cockney version of Australian would be. Yeah, but. But it's there. Basically, it was Tony just going, hello, Trevor. There were times where I like, I fully couldn't understand what she was saying. Ah. This also fully, I, I feel like I genuinely forget from time to time that Tony Collette is not American. And when I was, you guys sent me this movie and I was looking it up and I was like, oh, Yes, she is fully Australian, and I never, ever hear her talk in her Australian accent, actually. Yeah, my roommate asked me why she would do this movie, and... uh, (laughs) For the and credit. She never gets the and credit. I was like, it's because Blinky Bill is is an Australian icon. Blinky Bill is an Australian icon. So is he like the Paddington of Australia? I think he's like the Winnie the Pooh of Australia. He's that big? I think. Wait, wow. let me ask my Australian friend. Oh my gosh. Because it says on Wikipedia that Blinky Bill has never been out of print in Australia. Oh my God. Oh, but wow. He, what does like he a, do? He I don't. He, he goes on adventures and he never <laughs> gives up. He says, he you know, my, my dad always tells me never give up. I was like, God help the parent who is telling their child to never give up a day later when that kid really, really wants the most expensive toy. Mm-hmm, You're not true. wrong. I like how his dad was named Bill Koala and his mom was named Betty Koala, but also Bill. And their yeah. last name was also all Bill. So technically his first name is just, like his name is just Blinky, but his full name is Blinky Bill? I think his name's just Bill and his nickname's Blinky. So his name's Bill yeah. Koala he's Bill. Mar- he's named after his dad. His name, Who's okay, also his dad's his- Bill Koala Bill and Blinky's name is Bill Koala Bill Jr. And his, the mom's name is Betty Koala Bill. Yeah. Wow. I love that uh, their species name is in their name. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. Okay, yeah. Um, should we move through the plot? Just like, let's just summarize okay. the plot. Yeah, okay. And let's so, drink our wine and let's summarize the plot. The plot of this yeah. movie is, okay, so Blinky Bill is a little kid whose age is very nonspecific. I would say anywhere from like 10 to like 15, which is a very broad age range. Well, he's a young voice at the beginning and then yeah. he becomes old. But then old. it's only then a it, year later. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Puberty. Okay. So he's, so he's a child whose dad is an adventurer and he takes him on adventures, which, which, which sounds kind of like an ethics violation to be honest. Like you're putting your child in danger. But the dad goes out on this mission and- <laughs> They're koalas. Says, and, and he says- this <laughs> And- and he says, this this one's too dangerous. You have to stay home. And then he goes missing. And a year later, he decides to run away from home and try to find his dad. He finds his way into the human world, ends up on the back of a truck with uh, a koala that's on its way to the zoo where she lives, breaks the she-koala oh, off And her name is Nutsy. Her name is Nutsy, but they're fucking Australian, so it sounds like they're saying Nazi. 
And my name is not. <laughs> Um, and then what happens, Sam? Um, Pick a song. There's an evil cat. Well, why yeah, don't we each summarize a, an act of the film? So okay, you did the okay. opening. I'll do the middle. Okay, so Nutsy and uh, Blinky, Blinky meet a small lizard with a tank top named Jacko. And he, which is confusing because there's an evil lizard earlier in the movie named Cranky, um, who runs the town, um, who was actually voiced by Barry Otto from Cosi. Oh my god, I didn't notice you know that? that. He's also no. in something else. But uh, anyways, I'll be less specific. So they meet Jacko, they're chased by the evil cat, Diet Scar. Um, they meet the two Tony Collette emus, and also this wombat who drives a truck. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, Genuinely, okay. I All in various stages of undress. <laughs> confusing. Wait, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. I like I, I like went to the bathroom and came back and there was a wombat driving some sort of vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Every time I was like scrolling <gasps> while watching the movie and I would look yeah. up and there was a new because because it seems like a knife too. It's very confusing because it seems like this the world of the film. Because the first act does have like really good world building, as Jake says. It seems like it's pretty much just the human world, but like the animals are able to talk to each other. Did we ever see other. any humans, though? Yeah, we saw, we saw a human pick up um, uh, Blinky and take him into the bro. zoo. And there, and there was a the human feet. like driving the truck with... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nazi in it. Uh, with, yeah, with like Nazi. when he when he first <laughs> Nazi, when he first got to the gas or the the koala like store, we would see. Yeah, we only saw like feet and back. I forgot feet. about that. And I was like, "Is this a statement?" Yeah. So I, so I was like, <sighs> "Do you want to? <laughs> How is this wombat driving a a mm-hmm. like, like a tennis, not like a golf cart?" <laughs> Okay, here. I think if you can wear clothes, it's only a hop, skip, and a jump to driving, right? To driving. And founding a town. Right, that was what the... Bill's yeah. senior did. Do you want us to quickly describe the final act, Alessandra? I'll try my best. That was when I started to uh, give it less and less of my Spiral. undivided attention. The first, first two thirds, I took diligent notes. I'm not even kidding you. Like everyone is welcome. Dad isn't wearing pants. Where are the pants? But um, the okay. Wait, where did you get to? They, so they went to the wombat okay. man called Tony Collette Emus, yes. and she mm-hmm. came and gave them a ride to the white. What was it? The the white drag. The river of oh, white the, dragons uh, or the, the the valley of white dragons. The valley or the gorge. The something gorge. It was just <laughs> albino crocodiles, and they mm-hmm. get through all the albino crocodiles. That actually was Scar. a pretty thrilling sequence. I th- I thought it was fun, and then um, <laughs> Scarlight came, and he was also tracking them, and there was a, a heartfelt moment where Nutsy. He also called her Cagey, I think. Yeah, because she had a cage. Seemed derogatory. She was dragging her cage along for a while, too. For a while. It was actually really sad to me. It was all she had. I know. It was like... She didn't have to do. Because when it broke, she was very upset. Um, But so then there was a very heartfelt moment because she was like, I'm not a wild koala. I can't climb like you. I'm afraid of heights. And she had to jump across a big rock. And Blinky Bill was very clever and got Scarlight to, like, 
seesaw it and launch them where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Find, he thinks he finds the bones of his father. It was very macabre. Um, it was. Then, it was. Wasn't it and just a campfire? Like, there was a campfire, but then there was his hat on a stick. And then there were like, we didn't even really see the bones. No. But all we saw was all three of them looking and they were like, might not be his bones, Blanky. <laughs> Yeah, because I looked up and I was like, what the fuck? There's bones? I'm not going to go right. back. So then, I'm okay, short and sweet, they, he's like, we're going to drop her back off at the zoo. And then Nutsy KG is like, no, I want to be wild like you. But then Blinky gets captured, reunited with his dad in a cage. They have pull some hijinks to get out. And then there's a parrot who has a vendetta with the other lizard. That was weird. Uh, very strange side plot and then the whole through line right was that blinky wanted to fly and they build a plane mm. on a i roof. forgot that was the through line <laughs> yeah because <laughs> he started off with that kite that didn't work so they build a kite or they build a, like a, fu- a functioning like air glider plane mm-hmm. and then the emus show up and help it get lift off somehow to Tony collect- yeah somehow and then scar light is still there and won't accept their help and gets eaten by a crocodile because he's too good for them and then they overthrow the lizard republican back at home and that's how it ends right it ends ends with him like looking at the camera and saying something i dm'd my australian friend as asking her how big blinky bill is in australian she wrote back, I literally love this question. He is an icon. When I was younger, there was a movie about him that I loved. It was like part hand-drawn animation and part real life. And I was like, do you want to hop on a Zoom call? And she was like, I'm out on a walk right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. We could have gotten Is the she in Australia right now? Yeah, she's in Australia. And she Imagine. was like, she was like, I literally loved him growing up. He is gorgeous. We stand. So he is gorgeous. He is very loved. Okay. So I All feel right. like I don't want to say anything too disparaging about this film and upset. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I feel like Australians. I feel like maybe yeah. that's why Tony did it. Because well, it's like a cultural centerpiece. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, this is a better movie than The Magic Pudding. Yeah, that's true. She has done some bad animated films in the past but magic was pudding was also like an adaptation of a classic australian children's story yeah i know the box so trolls, she's just sentimental yeah the box trolls was like also a little more artful than this mm-hmm. whatever that means like this movie didn't really have like a a style point of view let's just well, say yeah the cgi was like so basic it was so clunky yeah. there was no color palette that was there was cohesive it was just very like hard to watch honestly um sorry that's my studio art minor talking i was gonna ask you yeah like, what you're in from an animation standpoint like i don't know if you've seen or heard of the fox trolls i've heard of it but i've never was- oh <clears throat> that's the is it no it's not stop motion is it Yes, I think so. It is. Okay. Well, I if it, if I it is it. not, then it looks, then it's made to look like it is. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. Did not know Tony what is in that. Oh, she has yeah. like three lines. The um, level of, <clears throat> the level of artistry in the CGI here is more akin to Miss Spider's Sunny Patch Friends. 
if any mm-hmm. of you ever watched that no, TV series growing I, up. No. Totally, I think I know what you're talking about. Miss it was the spiders. one with the scary spider. Or like the Backyardigans. Yes, it was very Backyardigans-esque. Uh, what is it called? Miss Spiders? Sunny Patch? Friends. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, well, it's not that bad. I didn't like but... that. Not that bad, but... <clears throat> yeah, I wonder it just what the budget like... was. The main, the evil spider, Spiderus or Spiderus, was so scary to me when I was a kid. And the um, the cat I felt like had sort of similar features to him facially. Miss Spider. Yeah. Jake, the budget was uh, Miss Spider Spiderus. It's just Spider Us. What was the budget? It was twelve million seven hundred ninety-six thousand nine hundred seventeen in is that euros? I don't know what what do Australians use? They use the uh, euro? No. Why would they use the euro? It kind of looks like it. Do they use pounds? And it's, I don't know, but then its opening weekend is listed as in Italy. So it opened in Italy first. I, okay. This is very, and it only made four point six million in American dollars. This is. This box office breakdown is truly unhelpful. Oh my god, Sam, this Spideris I've totally seen before. This is the yeah. scariest thing I've ever seen. He looks like um the magic mirror in Snow White, but yes. like Yes. What is this oh nose? My god. Why this do they have a nose like this? The I don't shit know. out of me as a kid. And it's because he's like got really human hands too, except and for it's those like long fingers. The rest the of the fuck? series was kind of boring. Like not much was going on except for when Spideris would come on. Okay, mm. you know what's also coming up is this, is the iconic Black Widow from Bugs Life, Rosie. Oh yeah, she's so hot. You know who else is a hot spider? You know who else is a hot spider? Um, no, sorry, Miss Spider, spider from James and the Giant Peach, the stop motion movie. I never saw the spider in a stage production of James and the Giant. You did? You were the spider? When I was 13. I I can show you pictures. I have braces and everything. No, I've seen it. Weren't you in that with like Kira? No, but it was at that same community, like kids' community theater that we all did. That we did the very white production. (gasps) No, North Glen. North Glen, right? North Glen Youth Theater. Shout out. Very formidable. Very. Really, was with Haley, you were in that with yeah, Haley DiVirgilio, who mm-hmm. Sam knows because she, she went to school Jess. with us very briefly. Oh, Super I was briefly. in Aida with Haley DiVirgilio. You played Nubians. Every, none of we. I technically only played an Egyptian, <laughs> which is not any better. And then was in another all-white production of Aida very quickly after that. There was a real phase in the two. There was DSA did it, it too. Years. Uh, it was oh, the All School Musical in 2007. Didn't I saw it. Jamie, uh, Jamie Billings of Marymount fame? She played. Marymount fame. I love. She She's played cool. Aida. Aida. But the casting gimmick for that, though, which is kind of fine, I think it was actually intentionally racial, um, because there were it was double cast. Maybe it's not fine, but I'm going to keep talking. It was double <laughs> cast, and one Aida was white, and the, Jamie, and the other the the Rodimus was black and same with Amneris and uh, someone else. And then the other cast, it was reverse. So the other cast was black Aida, white Rodimus. But none of them should be white. 
because they're either Egyptian. Well, or but in the original Broadway cast, it's like white is the Egyptians and black people. Right, play. which is still not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> it was a comment on American racial inequality, though, right? Was it? I feel like I think just so. Like, I know I think it was get, because it's another lazy. case of Americans making other people's business about them. I mean, that I is, think it that was that. That is peak that. Bush era. But are you coming Musical for Sherry Renee politics. Scott right now? I would, I would never, never come, come for Sherry, Sherry Renee Scott. Adam Pascal. <laughs> and Adam Pascal and his... So this... We have swept to glory. What a Okay, this is what where... A- okay, you guys, I'm so excited because this is where our friendships... My friendship with each of you are they intersect. is... Um, <laughs> like musicals of the late 90s and um, Idina Menzel because she played Amneris and Sam and I used to watch that video of her doing My Strongest Suit, which is so bizarre because at the end she puts on like a witch hat. It's very weird. It's crazy. Are they trying to reference? No, which came which came first? Maybe she was already like, maybe it was like a loose like It was a an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you were about to say this is where your friendship with us intersects because Alessandra and I both just said I would never come for Sherry Renee Scott at the same right. time. Right. There was well, like your, uh, that's where you guys' friendship is being born because is that we would both never come for Sherry Renee Scott. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did I you mean, think of her? I mean, her rendition of Strongest Suit is, it's glorious. We I just- listen to it every, I have, I have to listen to it every like few weeks just to like get some strength back just to get some oh my god i remember in my second in my second horrible all-white production of aida they made all of the girls like fashion walk across the room to try and select who would get to be in the fashion show i was i was picked that is so bush era too (laughs) jesus oh my god wait what about um what about the Every Story song? What is it called? Every, sto- Every Story is a love story. At mm. the beginning, when she goes, This, this is the story of a love that flourished in a time of hate. Yeah, she brings so it home. Charity Scott can get it. Just What did you guys think of her? Egyptian woman. Have you guys seen her, Ursula? I think no. I did. Or no, I am... Um... I went to see her Ursula on purpose and then there was an understudy that day. You saw the show? I saw the show, yeah, and they had us pick which um they had they had like camp field trips at this acting camp that I did. And they had oh. us pick at the beginning which show we wanted to see. Um Would have and I killed picked to see Little and Mermaid I, on and, Broadway. <laughs> and I picked Little Mermaid because of Sherry Renee Scott. <clears throat> And the rollerblades. And then her fucking understudy was there. Okay, but I was wasn't like, her understudy Heidi Blickenstaff? So you can't no, say No, it wasn't. It was somebody else that what? day. I checked Ugh. because when I became obsessed with the title of show, like three years later, I was like, so did I see her and not know it? And I went digging in my like files for the playbill. Well, because Heidi also <laughs> played um, the the maid at, the, at Prince Eric's castle. Oh my God. Because she and then left- she was... Uh, Ur- Ursula Anderson. She left show, Title of right? Show to do no. Well, yes, but Title of Show way. in the plot of um, Title of Show, she yeah. is doing Little Mermaid, and they're all like, right. "Oh my God, she's gonna leave Title of Show." 
Right. Um, but I thought in real life she left Little Mermaid to commit fully to title of show. Yeah. But in the, I think in the workshop yeah. it was... Because um, title of show came after, I think. But she was... I feel like she mm-hmm. was the Ursula replacement, though. Or maybe she just came back to it. I think that she might have come back to it. I have no idea. Heidi Blickenstaff, so come much. on the podcast. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Do we think Honestly. we could get the title of show people on this podcast? We Wait, Jake, we remember when we met them at... Wait, was I with you? Um, at Thescon? At National? At, the, at National Thescon. Oh, no. Or was it State? No, it was no, National. National. Yeah, Susan touched my armpits. And I told Sam about it because we saw Heidi... <laughs> No, we saw Susan we saw at the Broadway Susan. flea market. Mm-hmm. You sent me that picture. Mm-hmm. She, but, and Bernadette no, Peters was there. Uh, what are the two guys' names? Uh, Hunter, Hunter and Jeff. And we met them because Sarah Harmon knew Hunter from Webster, and he. I was like, I don't think I don't think I was there. Maybe you weren't. Well, are I you sure? Maybe it was. Maybe you. Maybe it was when the Nationals. That when I wasn't there with you. You're right, because it was the Nationals after Three sisters. Three sisters, baby. The main Wait, stage show, baby. How many times did you go to Nationals? Just just the twice. Oh, my God. Speaking of, uh, Aida at Nationals, fucking <laughs> so good. And Brandon saw it. Brandon was there that year. Wait, which Wait. Aida? Wait, you were I didn't not see there? It. No. I like that this is fully becoming a musical theater podcast. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You didn't go my junior year? I only went no, no I went didn't. the summer before I went the summer before my junior year. Oh. And SMH. Summer after my senior Because year. you would have this Aida was so good. And the girl who played Amneris, I was obsessed. Everyone was obsessed with her. She was I so good. I remember you telling me about everyone. Her. And then she ended up going to Webster with Annie and Kai and it's Bailey, Bailey Reeves. something, right? Bailey Jordan Reeves. I'm her Facebook friend. But uh, I've never met her. Um, for first week of college, Annie texts me being like, I just kissed Bailey Reeves. I'm like, what? <laughs> so jealous. She was also on that magazine, that uh, magazine that Thespians has. Uh, what's it called? Playbill? No, not Playbill. <laughs> no, Playbill. I know which one you're talking about. That they, yeah, and... Yeah, I know exactly. Backstate. No, okay. not backstate. <laughs> Anyways, end of story. That Aida was really good. God. If we can get back to the movie really quick. No, I... please, Sam. <laughs> let's get back to the movie. <laughs> like I, I did not like that moment where the cat asks the lizard if he has a reptile dysfunction. Oh, I um, screamed. I screamed. I put that down as one of my <laughs> top <laughs> I was just so surprised. Like, there hadn't been any, like, adult joke Easter eggs. That's and why, that yeah. Kind of, like, I wrote on my first nowhere. page of notes, I was like, this feels like a very, like, genuinely, like, meant for children movie. Like, there's no... Yes. There, there's no nothing, family elements, quote unquote. There's nothing in here for adults at all. And then the cat said reptile dysfunction. And mm-hmm. I was sad that I had to throw my note out. Yeah, that was a really disturbing. I think you could still get away with saying that because that was literally the only one. There was an interesting, mm-hmm. like, the, the, the evil Scar character did have, like, mommy issues. 
Yeah, the first thing he says is, I hate my mom. <clears throat> yeah, he's like, you know what, I hate more than my mother. And then it, he doesn't <laughs> reveal what it is. He says koalas, koalas, I think. It's koalas. I think it's implied that it's koalas, but I don't know if we've... That was so koalas. He's mad, he's mad at the dad because <clears throat> the dad saved him, but it caused him to lose his tail. Was that the through line there? Oh. Oh wait, Blinky. a oh, Blinky's dad. He has yes. a tail, but no, it, no, but it's, been cut off. it's cut in half. He has like a reasonable amount of tail. No, 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 no. no but it's he, like because so the short. lizard, Gecko, Geico, whatever lizard. Sam's hand, like, your hands on your hip, like. Tail. <laughs> no, I think he lost part of his tail. I think oh. it was lost in an accident. He needs to get over that shit. He's killing people. I just feel like the inciting to... incidents in this movie could have been clearer. One of my favorite moments that the dad had in this movie was <clears> when uh, <throat> when Blinky is trying to convince him to escape the zoo and come home. He's like, "You promised, mom, you'd come home." The dad just goes, I promised a lot of things. <laughs> it's like, oh what God, the fuck? Like, this is a great so, motto, moral to send to children. Remember how in the box troll, Sam, he ends up imprisoned with his dad at the end? Yes. Does Tony have uh, something she wants to explore in animated film mm. related to family? Yeah, because Magic Pudding was also about like a character looking yes. for his parents. Or no, not Magic Pudding, something else. What, no, wait, Magic Pudding is yeah, the Magic one. Pudding. Magic Pudding yeah, is the one where Tony was mom. like a mouse. Yeah. No, but Tony was his mom who he couldn't find. Yeah. Um, I have to say really quick, I was going to say this earlier, but I think that we did talk about it with the Magic Pudding as well, is the whole like um, how uncomfortable anthropomorphic animals make me. If they're not, yeah. if they don't commit to the world building, it was the same thing in that movie. It's like Australians have a problem, I guess, with committing to how much clothes an animal wears. Because in my opinion, the only animated movie that is allowed to do this is Robin Hood. Disney's Robin Hood. <laughs> because guess what? They're all fully clothed all the time. Nice. You know, you have to go all the way. Never nudes. Robin Hood is never nude representation. He was hot though, right? I never really watched it as a kid. Yeah, he was. He was. Hot animal. That movie's apparently like a furry's, <laughs> uh, like a furry's, like, um, like awakening point. Oh, wow. Same thing. Um, but that was like, I feel like anthropo, like, there's such a fine line of it being well done and being spooky and this for me too like when he started like running like a koala like most of the time he ran upright but then he started doing like the hopping kind of thing and that like i was like pick a way of movement he can't have both he's either walks like a person or he walks like a koala and it one time the cat grabbed um a character with like a thumb and i was like that's disturbing yeah I just feel like in most recent memory, like the best version of like anthropomorphized animals was Zootopia. Like I feel like they did a really good job with that. Yeah. They that was definitely like, like a Robin Hood um, kind of reference point too, I feel like. Because they were the very main... much in like a human world, you know, mm-hmm. but they still, but that was like the whole metaphor was that they were like getting more animal-y. What a good movie. I'm just not a huge fan of animals wearing clothes, even in real life. Like a dog wearing a coat, I'm like, take it off. 
I, lo- <laughs> I love a dog in a good coat or little boots. <laughs> Listen, love a pair of boots on a dog. We, my childhood cat, dear Moses. Um, one time Sorry. we got love Moses. One time my parents got a little like necktie to put on his collar. <laughs> it was like orange striped. It was so funny. See, that sounds delightful to me. Not it was. That's the only like clothing on on animals that I approve of is Amazing. my childhood cat's neck. I just always get confused when they're like, we're going to cover up the tops, but not the bottoms, like the lizard mare. Well, and the wombat just had pants. The wombat just had pants, but the lizard mare just had like a little vest. And the dad and a just hat. had a top. And a bowler hat, of course. And the dad just had a top, no pants, no bottoms. But Billy, Blinky Bill, was only bottoms. So I just... Why does this not bother me when it comes to Spongebob? It doesn't bother me at all. (laughs) I've never had a problem with it. (laughs) It really bugs me. Like, I don't know why, but it really bugs me. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, Um, Spongebob has full clothes. Patrick, well, I guess Patrick's just a bum. Squidward doesn't wear pants. I think it's also because we, we you don't know what like you can imagine what a dog like what a koala with pants would look like, but you're not really trying to imagine like a starfish with pants, you know? Yeah. I think our Why not? imagination. My uh, <laughs> my issue. See, like I don't think about that at all. My biggest issue with this movie was when Blinky went off to find his father. I was like, "You're breaking your mother's heart." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like and fuck that weird, you. his weird bird friend fuck got you, like had like a, a mom moment oh. with you fucking twelve year old okay. piece of shit. I loved to ten to fifteen year old. <laughs> I loved the bird pretending to be Blinky Bill. Um, that bird was great because he like apparently could. His whole thing was that he could do any kind of sound oh. or impression with his yeah. mouth. There's that moment so, in the beginning. He says, "Kangaroos hop." Liar birds mimic, deal with it. And it reminded me of those stickers that you used to put on your laptop that were like, some people are straight, some people are gay, deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> I was like, saying, oh, that's fuck. so girl that's wearing a skirt cool. as a top. Oh, I thought you were talking about her. Don't when say you that. say that's so gay, yeah. do you realize yeah. what you say? At I remember the end of the being. PSA, she says, like, oh, that's what if I said that's so girl wearing a, to- a skirt as a top? Those jeans are cute, though. What a what an uh, iconic moment in time. Do we have any stray observations before we move on to awards? I just like, um, I want to say I think the mom was a great. I mom love her character. She was good. I thought she was Tony for a second. I wish she I wish she though. was like that's kind of I wish they'd let Tony play all of like the emus yes. and the mom. But I'm glad we had more than fun. one woman in the cast. Yeah, that's true. That's like you, you woke piece Christmas. of shit. Well, the <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, I love it, but it's only Catherine O'Hara is the only woman who plays all the female roles, which is fine. I'm not mad about it, but she can okay. do as she wants. Okay. That's true. Um, I do have one more thing to say. I think that the line "I'm going to turn you into a snuggie" was really fucked up, uh, <laughs> and then also um, the uh, a flea bag reference when, when I wrote that down too he's gonna call she introduced Blinky Bill as Fleabag and I was like a better world 
Do you think Phoebe Waller-Bridge watched this movie a year before Fleabag was made and said, hmm, I have an idea. That's where she got the name, not from any other reference to the word Fleabag ever, but from a 2015 Australian children's movie. Blinky Bill, the movie. Okay. Um, The only other thought... Oh, oh, no, The only please. other thought I had was I was reading the IMDb reviews before I started watching the movie, and I wrote down part of what I thought was the funniest one, which was from Nintendo Mice, who said, uh, I had to walk out of the theater and stop watching this movie. Why? Because of the constant noise. There are no peaceful breaks in dialogue, no slow emotional talk, none of that. And then she goes on for like five more minutes about the amount of noise in the movie and i kind of beforehand thought that was like a very strange review but then in watching the movie it's true there's no it's very like auditorily like overstimulating um and but the only emotional moment is when little uh when nutsy talks about the fires that killed her parents (laughs) yeah like move on from that moment like While she's, she's doing it, there's like so much pots clanging in the background, and, <laughs> and but it's just like, and then they're just like, oh yeah, I was like, is this movie like actually about like environmental conservation? Like, what's the theme here? It's but there. It's there. It is a little bit. Look. Like when you when he saw the litter, I was like, oh, is this like a theme? Mm. But they didn't really. Is talk this about like it. Wally? But then that's there's it, like he just like that. farts in the lizard's face, and you're like, oh no, this is just bad. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sure. part of Wally is when Wally farted. Did he fart? No, I was just. You were just okay, I've just never seen Wally. I've never something. seen it. I just referenced it. You've never I, seen it? No. I? I saw it once as a, as a tiny child. That's the one with the like. The robot. It's the little robot. Yeah, but aren't there? There's people too in chairs, right? They yeah, there's a chair. Yeah. Okay. Um, people in yeah. chairs. <laughs> people okay. in chairs. Many films have people in chairs. <laughs> Here on the Tony Awards, we deliver three <laughs> awards to each movie, first of which is best prop. So, Alessandro, what was your best prop? My best prop. <laughs> you're gonna hate this my all i wrote down for best prop was all of the confusing uses of clothing <laughs> i'm sorry no, so that's i would say i'll specify best prop then as being the gecko's little tank top with the skull on it that Just was like crazy that was this absurd. movie actually won uh, the oscar for uh costume design for costume Okay, the Wikipedia for this page says that it won a Kids Choice Award for Best Voice <laughs> Acting, and I was like, no, it absolutely did not. An Australian Kids Choice Award, maybe? What? Well, I checked AKC. the Australian Kids Choice Award. It's just not correct. It's just wow. false? That's hilarious. Yeah. I should have edited it. Somebody should edit about it. Went in say and that it won. That say that it swept the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my um, best prop was a big sign that said bush tea because it felt like it had a double meaning. Every time they <laughs> referred to the bush, all I like, I, I, I'm really just a 12 year old boy at heart because I was like, I think they going into some woman's vagina. Like, you should move to Australia and like 
brand all your humor as like double meanings about bushes. Oh my god. Because you could make a killing. A killing. Who says that? Okay, my best prop was uh, the statue of Lizardy. <laughs> that almost I thought that this movie was. And at the beginning of this movie, I thought that it was about to be terrible for reptile representation. But then they had that helpful lizard that showed up about halfway through, which I was very excited Reptile about. dysfunction. That it was almost like a name. Jar Jar Banks, too. He looked like Diet Jar Jar Banks to me. Which one? When his, the little, what was the his little name? one? Gecko, Geico. Jacko. Yeah, when his little, when his little Geico. thing would come up. <laughs> you know, he had like the dinosaur yeah. lizard neck. Yeah. But when it would get stuck down, he they looked called like it a Jar frill. Jar I liked how as soon as they saw him, uh, Blinky's first instinct was like, I'm not going to help you. Genuinely, I was like, help him. I know. And that other lizard was such a ripoff of um, Randall from Monsters, Inc., I felt. thank Um, you for saying that. I instantly, that was my thought as well, was that it was just like, there were just a lot of like Disney and Pixar light characters. Oh, yeah. God. Um, The next award... It, wait, did you say your best prop trick? Oh, uh, the Statue of Liberty. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Next award is best Tony moment. Jake, what was your best Tony moment? Well, mine is when she, well, both of her, which inspired <laughs> to cast her as uh, Twenty Moose, actually. Uh, but they're like walking and they're, they're like taking the koalas to their destination and they're, just saying a bunch of words that rhyme with their names. So it's like, their names are Beryl and Cheryl, or Cheryl, because one of them is French randomly. She, she, she likes to say French words. So she'll be like, oh, Errol, you know, you've heard from Errol, you've heard from Beryl, I'm a Carol. Oh, Cheryl and Meryl are feral. Like, it's just really fun. Yes. Um, rhyming adventure. Exactly. The rhyming adventure is my yes. best sounding moment. Yeah. What about you, Alessandra? Um, I think my best Tony moment was when Cheryl and what what the f- Cheryl Carol Beryl Beryl. Um, I just liked when they came in clutch and then they got to fly. Um, they were just so <laughs> excited. And it, I, at first, I was really confused about how they were attached to the plane, and then it became clear. But I just you did it. I liked the yeah. They had like little ropes, like they'd like tucked oh. their bodies in. It wasn't clear until they were <laughs> attached and in the air. But I like that Tony came in clutch. To, to, she saved the day. They wouldn't have gotten it's called away a, with that. Without, a tonus without ex machina. Oh. Uh, my best Tony, my best Tony moment was when she called the gecko a frog. <laughs> what did she say? Can you elaborate? <laughs> she, um, she okay the the two the two emus that she plays stick their heads into the wombat's truck and mm. you know jacko their lizard or gecko friend or whatever is sitting on on the seat and one of them gestures to him and is like who's this frog and i thought that that was funny tony when she sees me for the first time who's this frog who's, the, who's, who's this, this frog, frog? Yeah. I can't do an Australian accent to save my friggin' life. I can't do it. I never could. I never could until, like, I started watching Tony's movies, and now I kind of can. I just have to, like, think about it really hard. I was like, I've been watching a lot of Taika Waititi movies lately. I just rewatched Hunt for the Wilder People, if either of you have seen that. I have not. 
Oh, it's so you love Jojo delight. Rabbit, Sam. I'm obsessed with Jojo Rabbit. The, you should watch. You should watch Hunt for. It's like early Taika, and it's it's so delightful um, and really good. Really good New Zealand accents. I know they're different than Australian. I still can't tell how, but they're close enough. Okay. Uh, wait. Sorry, I have to go in like ten minutes, so I'm just gonna. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna Bring go. us home. I, I'm I'm just gonna go to our final award, uh, which is our custom award. It can be for anything. Uh, my custom award was worst way to comfort your friend who has just been confronted with his dead father's <laughs> remains, which is when Nutsy saw. Okay, so they think that the dad is dead at one point because they find his hat and then they find a bunch of bones, and Nutsy like pats him on the back and is like hey, those bones could be anyone's. And it's insane because you don't actually see the bones on screen. You just see them like looking like looking like down horror. off of a cliff in yeah. horror. And then she just says those bones could be anyone's. And I was like, ah! Okay. And then walks away. Yeah. Gets the <laughs> yeah. fuck out. She's like, this is gross. Want to take me to the zoo? <laughs> She's like, I've never had to see bones in my life. Uh, what was um, your custom moment, Alessandra? My, okay, my custom moment is just my favorite, um, like, leave the room line, which is when, I think it's when uh, Blinky, I keep wanting to call him Billy, when Blinky Bill is, like, first going into the, um, into, like, the forest, I don't know what to call it, and his friends are watching, the bush. trying to act the bush oh of course the bush and um he yells back and he's like see you later bush potatoes and i just really i liked that and i resonated in in the bush sam that that might might be a good catchphrase for you as well amazing i will continue to say that okay into the bush by stephen sondheim uh mine is uh just a disney ripoff award actually really well well ripped off because you know you had diet scar you had tragic um bush backstory a la finding nemo and his family you have um uh monsters inc lizard madagascar which isn't disney but it felt very madagascar at times i don't really know why and i'm not going to get into it but yeah i'm giving this great movie the rip off award sorry australia your icon is cheap and now for our final segment is it better than miss you already jake your favorite movie that we've covered so far in this podcast has been miss you already how does blinky bill the movie measure up i can't believe that movie was the last movie we did in this (laughs) could not alessandra it is a uh cancer drama starring tony and uh drew barrymore and it's the saddest thing i've ever seen it was the movie we did last week um you should watch it, though. I can send um, you a link. This movie is not as good. I'm sorry. That's Give me understandable. Drew waking up next to. Well, I'm not going to spoil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank Alessandra, you. do you have anything to plug? Any, like any, just any film that I want. Oh, any, um, a- anything that like oh. you're working on. Uh, you or could plug anything you that want. you want. Really. <laughs> anything that I want. Um, Glade plugins. Oh my God. <laughs> no i'm uh you know i'm gonna plug just wearing your mask and staying home. 
<laughs> that's what I got right now. Because <laughs> that's Good all luck. I'm doing. Because theater arts are not happening right now. So, yeah. If somebody asks you to do a play, just say no. Just unless it's a weird Zoom play, and we all know it won't Which, feel the same. I saw you in a Zoom play. It was great. You watched that? Remember, I watched the whole thing. Oh my god! Right, that's true. That was fun. So I'd do another one of those, but they're few and far between. Stay inside. None of us have jobs right now, please. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> amazing. That's the end of our podcast. Bye. Love please. you all. Bye.